American Nightmare Origin of the Golden Ninja Chapter 10 A Wall Street Financial Building It's 9 a.m. Roland's clothes are tattered and smelly from not being able to change clothes for two months. His hair is unkempt. He enters the lobby's bathroom. There's a dark-skinned black businessman looking at himself in a mirror. Roland stares at him for a minute. His sharpness and attentiveness to detail fascinates Roland. Are you my daddy? My name is Roland Flagg. I'm 12 years old. You left me at 130 West 183rd Street, apartment 3H, when I was three years old. I got two brothers and one sister. One in jail and one is retarded. The black man looks at Roland in amazement and puzzlement. He gives him a last look and heads out the door. Roland looks in the mirror. He washes his face and underarms at a Wall Street bench during the day. Roland is walking up to various black men in business attire and saying the same, are you my daddy line. Some stop and listen and others walk past trying to ignore him. After two or three attempts, there's a time lapse of Roland attempting the same routine day in and day out. A hot dog stand outside the F train. Roland digs through his book bag and manages to scrounge up just enough pennies to make his last dollar for a hot dog. The hot dog man, who's Hispanic and in his 60s, is preparing his food. Same thing, Roland? Mustard and relish, no ketchup? Roland smiles. Yeah, thanks. You find your daddy yet? Roland takes the hot dog and pays the hot dog man. Nope. Only four million more men to ask, Roland. Yep. The F train, Brooklyn, night. Roland is sleeping on a train using his book bag as his pillow. He's writing in his notebook. This time, he's alone. Grocery store, Upper West Side. The evening. Roland is perusing through the aisles of a supermarket. At this point, he has run out of money and he looks for something to eat. He grabs two cans of spaghetti and meatballs and hurriedly shoves the two cans into his book bag. The shop owner 
a Korean woman in her 40s, thin, looks arrogant, doesn't particularly favor black people in her store, is eyeing him. He quickly makes his way towards the entrance. Hey, hey, you don't pay for that. Roland runs for the door. The Korean woman grabs him, but he cuts loose from her grip. Roland makes a run for it. She chases after him. Somebody grab him! Police! Police! He's stolen property! Some white pedestrians grab Roland by his book bag. Get off me! I didn't steal anything! She lying! Police car. Evening. Roland's hands are cuffed in front of him, sitting in the back seat. He stares straight ahead. There's a black cage in front of him. Four years later. Abbott House. Boys Group Home. Unit D. Abbott House is a massive minimum security estate. It houses 85 children. It is dispersed between five units. There are 14 kids in this unit. Roland, now 16, more muscular, is being manhandled on the floor by Dawson, who's in his late 20s. He's an African-American, light-skinned, skinny, with a take-no-shit demeanor. One of the Unit D counselors. Get the fuck off me, you onion-head-looking nigga. I told you, I'm not the one who threw the egg at you. Roland makes an angry glance at Roderick, who's 16, very dark, stocky, strong. He's talking back to him. Tell him you did it, you ugly black motherfucker. I ain't do shit. That was all you. Call me black and ugly again, my nigga. Watch me kick a mud hole in your motherfucking ass. The more you struggle, Roland, the more it's going to hurt. Dawson is pushing Roland's elbow halfway up his back while also putting all his weight on his back. You know what? You a big pussy, Dawson. You know damn well Roderick did it, but he's the same size as you. You scared that he could probably whip your motherfucking ass, right? Dawson pushes Roland's head against the floor. Roland lets out an angry roar. Get off me! Get the fuck off me! Get off me!